Welcome back to the Attitude Effort Results Podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Natsky. Today's a fun one. Second Q&A here on the podcast. A little bit different than most sports uh, podcasts. Is Instead of interviewing other people uh, and getting advice from vice presidents and uh, directors and other people in the organization or in the industry, which I think is awesome, by the way. Um, but you guys have that. There's great podcasts out there. There's great books. There's great uh, people that you can connect with. And that's what I want you guys to do in terms of connecting with organizations and with people. Today, we're going to walk through your questions. We're going to walk through questions that you guys have submitted to me through either Instagram at Natsky or LinkedIn at Tanner Natsky. And we're going to see uh, if others have the same questions. And we're doing this extremely real, extremely raw. I am not holding back at all. Uh, and we're just going to dive right into it. So I hope that you guys like it. I hope that uh, answers help you, inspire you, and uh, give you more insight on the sports industry. So the first thing that uh, Nathan actually asked me is, why did you choose one team over another? Actually correlates very well to the previous episode. If you uh, haven't listened, I would go back and listen to episode seven as we talked about that for an entire episode. But the reason for me, Nathan that I chose one team over another was people. It is what is most important to me was leadership. I think I can thrive in any environment, actually. As crazy as this might sound, I'm going to get a lot of backlash for it. But like I said, I'll be real and raw about it. I think I think right now that, um, that I could do most jobs in this world if I put 100% effort and thought into that job and that job only. I truly believe that. So for me, it's about the people that I'm around and it's about the people that are going to grow me. In order to do any other job in the world, I would need a really, really good support staff. I'd be able to do it, but I need great people around me. So in order to be really good at this job and this career path, I need some help and I need some people around me that are going to inspire me, some people around me that are going to push me past where I'm at. And so Nathan... That's why I chose one team over another is because I've always surrounded myself with great people. I've been very blessed in that realm. And that's what I will always chase. I will never chase the team. I will never be like KD and ring chase. I will never be uh, like these people who are bouncing from team to team to team uh, for the success, for the ring. For me, it's people. Success will come. Money will come. Um, all the good stuff in life will come to you. But chasing people is going to be where I always find my value. Jeremy, Jeremy asked me what advice would I give to students just starting their college career? Uh, Jeremy is a freshman and he is just starting his college career. One, I love that you're asking that question, Jeremy, because you are starting way before most people. And if you're not, if you're listening to this and you're you know, later in college and you're, or you're in a different career path and thinking about changing into the sports industry, you're in a good spot. You're, you're the sports industry is one that you can blossom in very, very quickly. But people like Jeremy, you're just, maybe you're in high school, maybe you're in college, just starting out, you're in a phenomenal spot. And so one thing that I would give advice to people just starting their college career is get involved right now. Get involved in communities, get involved in intramurals, get involved in working with different organizations, provide yourself with an opportunity to learn multiple skills. Skills pay. Nobody in this world deserves to get out of college, not work, 
not have any skills and get $100,000 a year. We are living in a world where everybody thinks they deserve everything while doing nothing. They want to sit at home, work from home, not do anything, golf, hang with their dog, and sit on their computer and get paid 100 k Doesn't work like that. Get off your butt and do something. Sacrifice your time now. Instead of paying 11 hours of video games a day, how about we just do five to start? <laughs> if you're doing five, it's still a lot. But we're just going to start with that. If you're playing, if you're doing three hours of watching TV and sports each night, how about we just do an hour and a half? Don't cold turkey and cut it because maybe that's important to you. Maybe that's fun. Maybe that's your entertainment. That's cool. But can we focus on learning a skill for another hour and a half each day? I mean, an hour a day is seven hours a week times four weeks in a month. It's 28 hours. You're a full day every single month over your peers. I mean, times that by 12 times four years. I'm not great at math. You guys at home can do it like that, that you are learning so many different things. If you're able to do that, you can learn a skill doing anything all from YouTube, all from the internet. We live in a world where everyone's like, put your phone away, put your phone away, put your phone away. Why not utilize that as a benefit? I don't believe you should have your phone on all the time. I think there's great value to not having it out all the time. However, if you're learning a skill, why not just YouTube it? Like be the person that goes to your friends' places and fixes their sinks. I don't know. Be the person that that goes and, and teaches them how to 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 cook. I don't know. Like learn a skill. Skills, Jeremy, are where uh, you make your money. So build your skills right now. Get involved. Learn other skills and start uh, building relationships with those around you. That's the advice I would give to students just starting their college career. A very interesting question came in, and it made me think a little bit. So we're going to take a deep breath, and we're going to get a little deep just for a little bit. question came in and said, what are you afraid of? Now, that question can be taken in very many ways. It can be, what are you afraid of in your career path? What are you afraid of in terms of animals like spiders, snakes? What are you afraid of? in life is a death a lot of different answers with that one and to the person that asked the question i love it you're thinking a little bit differently than everybody else and i had to think a little bit about this one um i'm afraid of not being remembered and i'm being completely transparent with you guys again i'm being hot humble open and transparent and that's something that i fear that's something that is a driving factor of why I'm doing this podcast. It's a driving factor of why I'm trying to help other people in this industry, help other people in life in general is because I feared not being remembered. And in doing so, I want to be remembered for helping others. I don't need to be famous. I don't need to be a billionaire. I don't need to be any of that, but uh, I was put on this planet for a reason. And those of you who know me, and I will never push religion on somebody, but I am a very strong Christian. And so the reason that I'm here, the reason that God put me here, that what I believe is that I'm here for a reason. I'm here to help others. And if I'm able to help others and my legacy is able 
to be passed down. That's what I'm here for. And so that's my main driving factor in most of the things I do in life. So the opposite effect is what are you afraid of is, is not doing that. I'm afraid of getting to heaven one day and God putting a mirror in front of me or a picture in front of me and saying, this is who you are supposed to be. And me looking at that person and it not being me. That scares the living hell out of me. However, if I do what I can and I continue driving forward, when God says, here's a picture of who you could be and who you were created to be and what you were put on this earth, you did it. And I look at it and I'm looking in a mirror. Bingo. I did it. That is, I guess, answers what I'm afraid of and, and answers what I'm most passionate about and where my value is at when moving forward. So I'll leave the person's name out of this one because he asked me to, but phenomenal question by that person. Another question from Hunter, what are some challenges you face during a typical off season? An interesting question because I think most people when getting into the sports industry are like, hey, I really, really love hockey. I need to go to hockey. Okay, what's happening when hockey's not being played? Hey, I really, really, really love the NFL. Like, I need to be in the NFL. Okay, there's only 10 home games in the NFL. So what are we doing when we're not doing football, right? Great question. Challenges that we face during a typical offseason in the NFL – we lack, I think most teams lack um, keeping hype year round and keeping the keeping the the hype around the team year round when we um, when we're not in season. The NFL and the NBA do a very good job of trying to do that, but I think that's a difficulty that most sports struggle with because during the NFL season, everyone's locked in, they got their fantasy, they got everything going on. But during the off season, People's brains aren't necessarily on it, right? And during the NFL, that's the summertime. People are taking vacation. School's out. There's not a ton of focus on the NFL. And so I think that's a that's a major challenge uh, for working in the NFL is, is we are going basically 9 to 5. Well, it's not 9 to 5. Sports is never 9 to 5. It's 8.30 to 5.30 plus the hours that you, you, uh, you get better at. And so... Uh, that's a, a major challenge in the offseason, just keeping keeping everything going and making sure that you're still being intentional with your goals moving forward and not letting the season or letting the time of year dictate your progress and dictate your goals that you set for yourself. We got two more questions, so stick with me. I hope you guys are having a good one. I love these. These are great questions so far. Uh, two more questions. One from Sabrina. How do I separate myself from other applicants during the job hunt? Sabrina, great question. You're going to get me super fired up because one of my favorite episodes that will be coming out, we need to take a little bit of time to release this one because I think that one might be the most viewed and most shared episode that we ever have because a lot of people are not going to like my answer uh, to that one, Sabrina. So you just hit a, a hot topic there. Um, how do you separate yourself from other applicants without getting into a, a major episode that we're going to do down the road? You separate yourself by being different. I think your resume is important. I don't always think you should submit your resume. Again, a lot of people not going to like what I have to say about that, but that's okay. But you should 
be different? What about you is different than the other candidates? If you have both worked in internship before, if you've both worked in the service industry before, how can you articulate, Sabrina, how can you articulate what you've done in the past to what your employer wants? Because at the end of the day, we are all here to drive revenue for the company. That is every, almost every position in the world is to drive revenue for the company. Take the healthcare system out. Well, some healthcare positions. Most healthcare, probably not. Any sales position ever and most businesses ever is to drive revenue for the company. So if you can take what you've done in the past and apply it to what, how to drive revenue for the company, that's going to separate yourself. So be different. Don't just say that you interned at a sports team and you served at a restaurant. Say you interned at a sports team and throughout three months you were, uh, you know, promoted to team captain. And because of that, you can manage a team. Managing a team is going to allow you to manage a book of business in the sports industry extremely effectively and be efficient in your day-to-day processes. Because when you are managing that team in your internship, you had to schedule people. You had to be there early. You had to, you know, do the field crew. You had to, you were also the mascot. You were also the PA announcer. Like you were doing all this. So because of that, you will now be able to do this. That's what's going to separate yourself is articulating what you've done to what you need to do and being different in that instead of just being so surface level. Again, Sabrina, great question. Last one by crew. And we're going to finish out episode number eight in the second Q&A. These are getting better and better every time. Crew asks, what is the best way to reach out to sports individuals? Crew Great question. We've covered that pretty deep in previous episodes, um, but I answer every single question and I love answering this for you. Uh, The best way to reach out to sports individuals is going to be to connect with them on an informational interview, not intrusive at all. You're going to be able to have a 30 minute conversation where you can learn about them, learn about their backgrounds, and the organization that they work for, you're going to be able to tie a ton of information into uh, that informational interview while this person is dedicating their time to help you. And crew, all of us here in the sports industry, and maybe not all of us, most of us here in the sports industry um, are willing to help and are excited to get leaders and people that are going to be Uh, elite in this industry. We're excited to help them throughout that process. So um, the best avenue or social media platform to reach sports individuals will be LinkedIn or Teamwork Online. Uh, Teamwork Online is a great resource uh, that we utilize. I have friends that have worked on the team side over at uh, in different organizations that are now at Teamwork. Uh, Phenomenal people over there. And then LinkedIn most people in the sports industry, I would say 99% of them uh, have LinkedIn uh, as well as uh, when you start prospecting businesses in this industry, when you start reaching out to companies, uh, again, about 99% of them are going to have LinkedIn. So that's always a great spot uh, to start building your brand and to start building uh, your platform on, um, on LinkedIn. 
So I love the questions that we had today. We covered six of them. We covered why did you choose one team over another from Nathan? We chose or we covered what advice would you give to students just starting their college career? That one came from Jeremy. We got a little deep with what are you afraid of from a person who has asked their name not to be shared. And then the final three questions today that we answered, what are some challenges you take you face during a typical off season from Hunter? How do I separate myself from other applicants from Sabrina? And what is the best way to reach out to sports individuals from crew? I appreciate you guys. I love answering these questions. I hope these are, these are impactful. Again, I was in your position at one time and we are all on the same team here. No one is higher. No one is lower than anybody else. We are all in this together. I uh, hope that you like, rate, and share this with anybody that might have had the same question. We have been having a couple duplicate questions here uh, get submitted, and so we're hoping we're helping many people. But if anybody that you've talked to has asked this question or if anybody uh, that you know of might have the same one, go ahead and share it. Again, we're not uh, making any money off of this, but we are hoping uh, to inspire others and continue growing together. Uh, I appreciate you guys, and I'm looking forward to uh, the next episode.